Our campaign affairs correspondent, Magdalene Rose, is, is standing by. She actually watched, I don't know if you call it a debate when it's only between two people. She watched this uh, entertainment, this romp last night on the Clinton News Network. Magdalene, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> so what was it like last night? Well, I think it was kind of the first real debate of the season because you had two people who know each other well, know each other's policies well. It was well, They were both well-researched. And the biggest takeaway for me was that Nikki Haley had a rough night. I mean, even people on her side are saying she looked defensive. She looked like somebody who was not unprepared but not ready for this level of attack. She kept saying this really weird thing, which was go to DeSantisLies.com every time DeSantis brought something up that I guess she disagreed with. And I understand why you'd launch a site like that. It's a good gimmick in a campaign. But when you're on a national debate, having that be your main attack line is ridiculous. Was she rolling her eyes a lot too, Magdalene? She was. There was a lot. She was rolling her eyes. There was a lot of like jaw tension. You could see she was not happy. Whereas DeSantis, you just look like a guy debating. I mean, you did not see these outward signs of tension in the same way. I'm sure he was tense. But for Nikki Haley to not be able to compose herself this that well at this point, it's odd to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the, the question that uh, that I thought was a turning point for Ron DeSantis and all the DeSantites out there um, was the question on presidential immunity. Uh, when he when he threw Trump under the bus, said he's going to lose, they're going to get him in courts, the, the, the Democrats are going to convict him, and that he didn't think that the immunity case actually, uh, the, that uh, he didn't think that the, the Trump's lawyers or that Trump had an immunity case, um, the one that's going through the Court of Appeals. Um, and when he said that, and then, then in the manner in which he said it, he basically held out that, look, I'm smart enough to know. And I'm such a, I'm the smartest guy, and I'm the lover, the greatest lover of the Constitution and the history of Constitution lovers. So, no, I'm not worried. It would never happen to me. It would never, and I'm going like, who did you cut a deal with, bro? What do you mean it would never happen to you? You're the guy that kicked the groomers out of Florida. You don't think they want to go after you? So I thought that the moment that he threw Trump under the bus under the immunity, I just thought it was disgraceful. Well, I think the problem with what DeSantis said is that there is two sides to this in the Republican Party. There are a lot of Republicans who firmly believe that, of course, the left was always attacking Trump and that was happening, but that Trump is in a lot of these circumstances because of his own choices, mm -hmm. because of hiring bad people, because of not having a great understanding of what he could or could not do as president. And on the flip side, people believe that he was just completely seized by the left. It's a witch hunt and all of that. And DeSantis is on the side that believes that a lot of Trump's troubles are his own doing. Mm -hmm. So I think DeSantis is appealing to those people who are watching the debate. Because if you are one of those people, you're either for DeSantis or Nikki Haley, maybe a little bit for Vivek, but you are not a, a, a Trump super fan in the same way. So that's the issue here. And I, I think a lot of people also believe that even if you are pro-Trump, even if you believe that Trump was had a witch hunt against him, Trump did lead his own destruction a lot, at minimum, through hiring bad people. 
So that is something that is a sound argument amongst the DeSantis, Nikki Haley people, but not so much against the Trump people. Yeah, I would say I, I, I would answer that if I were on a, a, a debate stage and somebody made and you just made the case very well. My response would be, but Trump didn't hire Dominion voting machine people. He didn't hire the secretaries of state. He didn't hire the courts that ultimately decided the the the, uh, the rigged election or the crooked election in the favor of Biden. Um, oh, I agree. That I mean, look, who told Trump to, to uh, uh, Magdalene? You and I are, we're, we're not far apart on this at all. But and so, so are people that agree with you. We're not far apart at all. Who told? Who in God's name told Trump to hire and to allow Alexander Vindman in his White House? Bingo. Mm-hmm. The guy's a traitor. He was the mole. I am convinced there are going to be books someday. Or books are going to be written. First of all, he's the one that made the phone call to Adam Schiff. There's no doubt in my mind that Venom is the one that told Schiff about the Zelensky phone call and that he was the whistleblower. Second of all, you know, Trump figured that out about two months into Shampeachment 1.0. And when Venom showed up that day and he drove up to the White House case and they went, you can't come in here. You go, I'm a security. No, you don't. You don't have security clearance anymore. <laughs> Your stuff has already been shipped over to the executive building on 16th Street or whatever. Uh, you got to get out of here. So, yeah, Trump made awful decisions, terrible decisions. But then again, I think but just between me and you, and you and I live, breathe, live, breathe eat, and sleep this stuff, just between me and you and our friends that are political animals, He was thrust into an environment with political beasts. He spent Mm -hmm. 60-some-odd years dealing with business and industry beasts, you know, who kind of have to play by some rules. (laughs) The political beast doesn't. He makes them up as he goes along and then buys people off. Not to say that they don't do that in big business, but it was a different kind of beast in a different kind of a situation. So, uh, yeah, he made awful decisions. And and, and I would agree with with Governor DeSantis and others that, yeah, some of those problems he did create on his own. But I also think there's an explanation for that. Yeah, there is an explanation for it. And I think Trump can't, Trump's campaign has to address that. Because if you also on the flip side watched, which I did part of Trump's town hall on Fox last night, there were a couple questions about how are you going to essentially not make the same mistakes you did before? And these were from Trump supporters who were going to caucus for him in Iowa directly to Trump. So the Trump campaign, in order to sort of stop the bleeding around this one issue, has to make it clear that that Trump knows that he made bad hiring decisions. Mm-hmm. I know Donald Trump's whole ethos is never admits anything wrong, but he knows that they were terrible. Yeah. He kept firing them. He's not he's not hiding this from anybody. So saying I was out of step or I did not know how vicious Washington was, some sort of affirmation that it did happen would be extraordinarily helpful because there's not a lot of things that divide the Republicans against Trump when DeSantis says them. But this is an issue in it because it comes down to competency. And Trump has an ability to address it. The question is, will he going forward? Okay, Magdalene Rose, our campaign 2024 correspondent. By the way, great job on the uh, campaign reports thus far. Really good. They're they're good. They're fast. They're informative. uh, And I think listeners are really enjoying uh, uh, your updates. Um, So you would say then last night you think that obviously that DeSantis beat DeSantis was a clear winner over Nikki Israeli, uh, Israeli first Haley. 
Yeah, I would say so. And actually, Crusade Channel listeners, according to our Twitter poll, asking who won the debate between them, they believe 70 to 30 percent Ron DeSantis won as well. So it's kind of universal. And even on CNN, Nikki Haley's surrogates, that liberals were like, yeah, this is not a good night for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's been seen as this debate animal, really, as someone so well put together. But she's always been out before it really matters on the national stage. And this is the first time she hasn't. Ron DeSantis, he might not be super, like, warm and fuzzy a lot of times. When you're on a debate stage, you just don't need to look tense. And you need to not let anything go. And he did both of those things last night. Okay, let me ask you the uh, – let's do some follow-up here on this. Okay, Chris Krispy Kreme is out. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not returning phone calls. Uh, all the news organizations have calls into him. They want to know, is he going to make an endorsement? Is he going to join someone's campaign? Um, I, I don't have an answer. I, I, I don't I don't study the man closely enough. I don't really like him. I never did. Uh, other than when he was like his first 60 days in office when he was governor of New Jersey, when he held the line on the teachers unions and on the, you know, the benefits of teachers unions and told him like, look, if you don't do this, you're going to lose everything. So either do it this way or you lose everything. And then I'd stop liking Christie. Do you think Christie makes an endorsement or did you just go softly into that good night and waits till the nomination process is over? I think he makes an endorsement, but not before Iowa, possibly not before New Hampshire. There's not a lot of people whose endorsement matters in this race anymore. It's a very small field because Trump is, is still running. So if I was Chris Christie, I'm looking at this as going, don't waste it before Iowa, because I think Iowans are pretty locked up between Nikki Haley and DeSantis, who they're going to vote for. Nikki Haley has a great edge going into New Hampshire. The question, though, is, is South Carolina, because Nikki Haley, it is her home state, but Donald Trump has a huge amount of support in South Carolina. So when you get into those states, Chris Christie could move his roughly 12% of the vote that he's been carrying into either DeSantis or Nikki Haley. I don't think he's going to endorse Nikki Haley. He was caught on a hot mic earlier yesterday talking about the fact that she's going to be a disaster and that she's not able to do this and she's not capable of it. So I don't see how that's your opinion. And then you endorse her unless he's angling for a vice presidential spot. Personally, I think him endorsing DeSantis would be extraordinarily helpful to DeSantis. But they've got to bridge that divide because Chris Christie has been much nicer to her in debate than he has been to DeSantis. Okay, a couple of things that uh, I want to talk about with our uh, campaign affairs correspondent, Magdalene Rose. Uh, get your campaign, uh, Crusade Channel campaign report every weekday morning at 7, 7 a.m. sharp right here on the Crusade Channel. Um, all right, are you familiar with the television game show or reality show Survivor? Yes. Okay. You a fan? Uh, for a little bit in high school. Okay, all right. <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy thinks he's a, a contestant on an episode or a season of Survivor. <laughs> he's playing Survivor. I want to play you this clip, which I know you've seen. Maggie, play digital media file number 18 for Magdalene and for the Crusade Channel audience, please. The system wants to narrow this down to a two-horse race between Donald Trump and a puppet who they can control. And it has become increasingly clear that puppet is not a Democrat, it's not even Gavin Newsom, it's Nikki Haley. It's in our own party. Well, today, one more step in that plot unfolds. Chris Christie drops out. Next up, I'm going to make a prediction. You're actually going to see Ron DeSantis join Nikki Haley's ticket. He's going to be her VP. The whole game, it's hiding in plain sight. Whatever it takes, and this system will stop at nothing. And I mean nothing to eliminate Donald Trump from contention. It's disgusting. 
But the same people who have said they're not going to actually take a principled stand against Trump's removal from the ballot. Haley and DeSantis are both in that category. Do the math, people. That's next up. Ron DeSantis is after Iowa. Everybody, including Chris Christie, apparently got a phone call from Ron DeSantis. Panicked was the word that Chris Christie used. This is the way the plot's going. Ron may not know this. Ron DeSantis may not know this. But that's what his donors are going to make him do. That's what's coming next. Ron DeSantis will become Nikki's VP. Whether or not Ron knows it, it's not really his choice. He's not the one in charge of that decision. And then the plot continues. We have to open our eyes and not fall into their trap. Our America First agenda cannot end. Our movement cannot end with Donald Trump when they take him out from contention. And if you think this system is going to even let this man get anywhere near the White House, we need to open our eyes. We need to do the right thing for our country. They are selling us the rope today that they're going to use to hang us tomorrow. Do not fall into the trap, people. And that's why I'm here. Okay, this is Vivek playing uh, Richard Hatch from Survivor 1, trying to make alliances here. Um, It's obvious who he wants to make an alliance with, isn't it? It is obvious. And the problem that I have with Vivek is that he did not run a very good campaign. And there's not anyone's fault but his. You can go on TikTok, you can go jet skiing with influencers, and you can get Candace Owens to campaign with you. But if you do not talk to the core base of the Republican Party, it is not anyone's fault that you do not do as well. He has a hostility almost, I think, to traditional conservatives that has been sort of hidden because he's very trendy and the more right-wing young people in the Republican Party like him very much. But he didn't go to Arkansas. He didn't court those people in the system of young conservatism who are very religious, who hold a lot of power. He didn't go to the areas of Iowa that are necessary to get young people and older conservatives out who are very religious. He has a tiny bit of hostility to them. And he parrots back everything Trump says or that Jordan Peterson has said in the podcast that week. So I think Vivek is trying to make it sound as if he has all this insider knowledge. But I don't believe that's true. If anything, you're more likely to have Nikki Haley as DeSantis' VP than you are to have DeSantis as Nikki Haley's VP. Why would the donors pick Nikki Haley over DeSantis? No when way. They know that she has problems in Iowa when they know that she is not having she never had the approval ratings he has as governor. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry that Vivek is not doing well. That does not mean that he is suddenly like the magic eight ball of the conservative movement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, um, there are a lot of people out there that are, that are going to disagree with uh, that are that are going to disagree with that. But I, I agree with you. But I don't think that he was really trying to run a campaign. To me, it seems like, especially that video last night, okay, dude, I get it. You're trying to remain relevant. Um, I understand that. And, you know, he has 4 million followers on Twitter. This campaign has actually been a pretty good thing for Vivek. Um, and, I, and, and to tell you the truth, I don't think he fits. He's not Trump. I don't think no. he fits well in the political class. And I don't think that he would be very successful. Now, if he were able, now, if he were to actually walk in somewhere... Let's just say by some miracle Vivek were elected. And and he were able to go like, okay, I'm gonna implement my plan. If your if your social security number ends with an odd number, you're fired. And you were actually to do this, um there would be a federal <laughs> revolt, of course. Um no and now look, I don't know if you were if you could go back to two thousand and twelve when Rudy Giuliani was still America's mayor. And there was, um, uh, so McCain and Palin had been clobbered by Obama in 2008. 
I don't think that election was rigged. I think the 2012 might have been rigged, but I uh, 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 there's always rigging and cheating. But Mitt Romney was, uh, you, you're talking about bad candidates. Mitt Romney was quite possibly the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's hard to top McCain as a terrible candidate. <laughs> you know, the GOP, man, they, they, they went wrong, 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 wrong when they when they picked McCain or when they anointed McCain. They were wrong, 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 wrong when they, uh, when they anointed Romney. But Mayor Giuliani actually had a solution to this. Um, you kind of, I think, and Vivek actually kind of stole this from him, because Mayor Giuliani in 2012 said, "I will balance the budget, and we will cut the federal workforce by half in four years by simply implementing attrition. We will have a hiring freeze across the board. The only the only place there won't be a hiring freeze will be in, in, in the military, and then we will begin enforcing forced retirements. And I forget how many years he said, 15 or 20 or whatever, and then you know with with with, with downscaling benefits. In other words, you people need to go back out into the workforce and be productive. There is a way to do this, and, and Mayor Giuliani had a pretty good when he like again when he was when people loved him, and he was America's mayor. And in any event, let's move on because we're, because we're we're going to run out of time. Uh, Iowa is up Monday. Um, I think that if we uh, if we go on uh, air around seven Eastern or so, then between seven and eight Eastern, we'll because uh, they, uh, uh, they're they're in Central Time. That I believe that the caucus is supposed to close at six. Yes, and the Iowa caucus is. I think what's going to be the biggest takeaway is not necessarily if Donald Trump wins, but if somebody else gets close, how close they're going to get. Because DeSantis has put so much into Iowa. Nikki Haley was not wrong last night when she said in many ways he's been campaigning solely in one state, and it's been his only focus. He spent tens of millions of dollars there. If DeSantis gets within enough of Trump, it's it's a reason to continue running. And if Nikki Haley falls even further, it's a reason for her to really reevaluate whether or not she has a future there. Yeah, I think, and I think that I guess what I was saying is that we probably will uh, we will be on the air and we'll do some coverage of Iowa because I I'm actually excited about it. I'm excited to see. I think that Trump is going to win it, but I but I I don't know because it's so unpredictable. I never would have thought Mike Huckabee wins in 2008. Never would have thought that in 2016 that Ted Cruz would win it. Never would have thought that in 2012 Michelle Bachman would win the freaking Iowa caucus. So the people of Iowa are just a they're they're a very eclectic lot. You don't know what's going to happen in those. And it's interesting. Have you ever been to a caucus? I haven't, but I know people. I have. I know people are going to be there. Oh, I and have. Saying it. It's very much it's very much different than even how the news media shows it to be. Okay, so Maggie and I went in 2012, and our colleague David Simpson hosted a True Money show here on the Crusade Channel years ago. One of my best friends and dear friends in the world. Uh, we knew that we were going to caucus for Ron Paul, and we wanted David to be our delegate for our precinct. And so we got there. It was a Saturday morning. We got we all got there. Our particular they do it by congressional district in Louisiana. So in District One, which is Steve Scalise's district, 
you had you had I think four precincts, and we were on the North Shore precinct, which had you know precincts inside of it. So it's 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 kind of a fun day. You know, you go and you, you on your first ballot, you pick who you want to be your uh, your delegate, right, in the caucus, and then they tally all the ballots up, and then they come up with a list, and they go, okay, you know, now we had like 30, uh, 30 delegates, we've now got that down to twelve or whatever, and then you do a second ballot. A caucus is an event. Like the one in West Virginia is the one is probably the one that's most famous and most fun because you can actually horse trade on the floor. You know, you'll have guys going around going like, "Hey, man, your guy's not going to lose. Vivek's going to lose, dude. You should give us Trump. You sure or DeSantis? You should give us your votes, your caucus votes. It's an interesting thing. You just you don't know what's going to happen. So uh, I think it'll be a, a very entertaining evening. It will be, and I think Donald Trump knows that it's unpredictable because he didn't win them in 2016. Yes, Ted Cruz unleashed a very big amount of shady tricks to win them, but he was outmatched in 2016. So Trump doesn't have a history of dominance in the Iowa caucuses in a way you might expect the previous president to have. So DeSantis has a ground game that's very substantial. Nikki Haley's invested a lot of money. But the question is, how close does DeSantis get to Trump in that percentage point. Because if it's if it's kind of close, then this race is not as tight as people think it is. It, it, this is not as locked up as people think it is. If it's 20 points down, that's a problem. So it comes down to how much work has Trump really put into Iowa versus how much work do we think he has? Because oftentimes there's this sort of issue with our perception of how much work the Trump campaign is doing to win something. We've seen this in previous elections where we think they're doing a lot, but in reality they're just on TV a lot. Iowa will be the first test of that this election season. Well, I tell you what, lots of, lots of, lots of moving parts, lots of stuff going on here. Our uh, campaign affairs correspondent, Magdalene Rose, uh, will continue her uh, great reporting. And again, we will have uh, some live coverage on Monday evening of the returns from Iowa. Of course, we will be tweeting all about it. Magdalene will be tweeting all about it. You should follow us on Twitter, at Veritas Radio Net. Uh, one final question. I don't know if you're if you were keeping up with this. Um, but it looks to me like the, um, I'm not sure which committee, is that uh, uh, the, uh, the justice or, or judicial committee? It looks to me like there is actually going to be an impeachment. And that the Republicans in the House of Representatives, I don't know if this is the RSC that is winning this day or this they're just throwing them a bone so they'll shut up. But it looks to me like Alejandro Mayorkas is actually going to be impeached. You any yeah. comment on that? It's, it's certainly a possibility. And the, the reason why is because he's not liked in the Democrat world. It has been known for quite a while that Democrat staffers, people on the Hill, he's mean to them. He's not nice, and he's very much abrasive. Now, you would think all of those qualities would do well in somebody trying to police the border, but he only <laughs> uses them to hurt people within his own political sphere. So if you're going to be completely incompetent and do nothing that you're supposed to do and really be an abdication of your constitutional responsibility, you should also be pleasant so your own people sort of protect you. That's something Chuck Schumer's always understood. But I think he doesn't and he is in danger and Biden will not go to bat for him in the same way he would for Buttigieg or for anybody else in his cabinet. Well, it was, an, it, it, was it was just fascinating. And I was if I had popcorn, I would have been eating popcorn and drinking beer while I was watching my uh, one of our representatives from Louisiana, Clay Higgins, just basically tell him, dude, you're going down. 
You're a bad person. You've done horrible things. You don't care about it. He said what you just Clay Higgins just said what you just said. He goes, you're mean. You're inconsiderate. You don't care. Uh, and you're going to be impeached, Mr. Mayorkas. You know, because he went in that committee last week and went, you know, you can't take me out. I, I, I am the greatest law enforcement officer in the history of law enforcement officers. You can't do anything to me, which is why I think they picked Clay Higgins, because Clay Higgins went, hey, hey, bro. Hey, 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 witch with a B. I'm a freaking sheriff, okay? I actually arrested people. You need to sit in that chair and shut up and listen for a minute. Uh, if he does get impeached, uh, we will pop some champagne corks. Um, all right. She is Magdalene Rose. You can find her with the Rose Reports at CrusadeChannel.com and the campaign, uh, Crusade Channel campaign reports every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Central and 11 a.m. Central as well. Magdalene, thank you very much. We'll, we'll, uh, we, we will see you Monday evening. Yep, thank you very much for having me. Okay, you're very welcome. No, you can't take me out. I, I, I am yeah. the greatest law enforcement officer in the history of law enforcement officers. You can't do anything to me, which is why I think they picked Clay Higgins, because Clay Higgins went, hey, hey, bro. Hey, 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 witch with a B. I'm a freaking sheriff, okay? I actually arrested people. You need to sit in that chair and shut up and listen for a minute. Uh, if he does get impeached, uh, we will pop some champagne corks. Um, all right. She is Magdalene Rose. You can find her with the Rose Reports at CrusadeChannel.com and the campaign, uh, Crusade Channel campaign reports every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Central and 11 a.m. Central as well. Magdalene, thank you very much. We'll, we'll, uh, we will see you Monday evening. Yep, thank you very much for having me. Okay, you're very welcome.